Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Bramalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Masked Llama, Andrew Liguori, Retro Overdrive, Ozzy Garcia, Keith Gasper, and Diskimera. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 111 of Retro Hangover. Classic gamers, welcome to the podcast where we. This is episode 111 of Retro Hangover. I am your co host, Chris Copeland, with special guest Ryan, the Northern Dipper from the Bonsai Chat Podcast. And as always, your host, Shane. You don't know, but you are already dead, Dick Dragon! Koski! You know, Chris, uh, the time of retribution is here. We must decide the destiny. (laughs) Are you prepared? I think we got this. I am just going to answer this very stoically and manly Mm. because I don't know how else to answer a question with a subject matter such as this. Ah, I must kill as many people as possible and as gruesome as a manner as it is and then have a valuable life lesson to top it all off. Yeah, you got to cap things off with a moral story, right? Of course. It's heaven or hell, right? (laughs) That's right. Or or heck. Even apparently, according to the game. Also, fun fact, by the way, at the time of recording this episode, we are recording episode 111 on 2-22-22. So there you go. That is fascinating. Yeah. Fun facts. You will not be listening to this on 2-22-22. You will not be. But, you know, all those weird astrology chicks are like super stoked about it right now. Their crystals are glowing. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to take your number twos on two twenty-two. <laughs> oh, got a lot of number twos. Don't worry, I got that covered. <laughs> Get some of that yogurt that Jamie Lee Curtis loves to eat. I'll keep you regular. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis loves to shit. Yes, I'm sure Ken Shira knows a pressure point for that. Uh, that motion. <laughs> He's gonna make your bowel explode into a giant like zit that just bursts with shit and blood just out of your ass though like your head will be fine i think that's probably the grossest thing i heard from even the entire series of fists of the north star fisting of the north star oh there Mm. it is that move is called the activia (laughs) (laughs) jamie lee curtis knows that you are already dead she's a secret character in the game (laughs) she can kill michael myers she can fucking dad blow you up don't fuck around with her <laughs> by the way this third person that's talking you've heard multiple times on our episode we haven't like properly introduced you so far but it is ryan trainer i mean we did say briefly in the intro from the bonsai chat 
Nice to have you again, Ryan. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. No, thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. And, you know, I like to be the um, Fist of the North Star master podcaster of all Fist of the North Star stuff, I guess. Now, <laughs> I mean, first it was Resident Evil <laughs> and then yeah. it goes to Fist of the North Star, right? <laughs> you said you're really good at fisting. I Maybe next year we'll we'll try something a little bit different. Yeah, we may have misinterpreted that. I'm not sure. Hey, yes. I do love fighting games, so I do like getting the fist up. So, hell yeah, we all love to fist. Yeah, <laughs> or be fisted. No, but thanks what? again, guys. Have we gotten that joke out of the way now? Yeah, Are we, done? Are we good? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I think we stretched it out quite a bit. God. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. If you're still here, we're going to talk about Fist of the North Star today. If you haven't already figured it out uh, for the Atomus Wave slash Dreamcast slash PS2. Uh, but before we do that, as we are wont to do, mm. we talk about the games we have been playing in real life. Well, I mean, we did play this game in real life as well, but like in addition to this. So, Ryan, you are a guest. How about you let us know what you've been up to and what you've been playing? Actually, for this game, besides this game in particular, just get, just kind of kept with a lot of the fighting game stuff. Just gone back on a lot of Guilty Gear, playing Guilty Gear Strive, just some SNK stuff. Like, not the new King of Fighters, which I wish I would be playing, but some of the more old ones, like uh, SNK versus uh, Capcom 2. Uh, yeah, just a lot of fighting games. I just thought since I would be preparing for this game, I should just... Just dive deep into the fighting game world, which I love to be in. So, okay, so a lot of Guilty Gear this week, and just other stuff. Why, why haven't you got King of Game? Uh, not King of Games. That's the that's the show we're running <laughs> we right have now. To, we have that. I'm too. just so used to saying that. Yeah, go watch. Go. Uh, yeah, watch it. Uh, go listen to that. Uh, which is being alternate every week on our main stream and over every other week on the Region Free Gamers stream. That's. A fantastic series that you should be listening to. But why haven't you gotten into uh, King of Fighters 15 yet? Just not not ready yet or just waiting for a sale or something? Yeah, just more laziness. I, I'm a big fan of the King of Fighters series. Actually, to do a shameless plug for my podcast, Bonsai Chat, I'll be doing a King of Fighters series coming up with that. And I should probably play that before maybe I finish that podcast. I just love that series so much and there's just so much to it and comparing it to like, I mean, I guess what we're going to be talking about is, to, is very different. I don't know just the King of Fighters series. It's just such a good, I just love all the characters to it and it's just a fun game to pick up and play and it, it does have a lot of technique to it. You know, it's, it's very big in the fighting game community, but I don't know. I just love playing Terry Bogard and uh, just all the other characters in Southtown and stuff like that. So I guess going from the Arc System Works games to that, it, it's just more of like a like more retro feel, I could say, for this podcast. More traditional, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially going back, which isn't a King of Fighters game, but I did love the Fatal Fury series a lot. That's gone way back, so... Yeah, that's the true classic right there. I'd argue some of those games are better than some of Capcom's efforts. That's like a whole other thing we could spill into. <laughs> yeah, let's not. That We would be here for another hour. That's an episode in and of itself. For sure. We do need to get to the game du jour. 
after all. But uh, Shane, yes. what have you been up to? Well, I mean, all the cool kids evidently are playing Lost Ark. So, you know, I, you know, I had to. So I jumped in on that. You, you may also notice if you were to go to our, our YouTube channel that there's a over four hour VOD on there of me just leveling in Lost Ark. So that's what I did recently. So yeah, I've been, been checking that out. It's like if Diablo was an MMO, basically. Um, so it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know how long I'll stick with it. Uh, it is free to play after all. So it's got a lot of those trappings. But um, but overall, I've been enjoying my time with it so far. It is it is very well put together. It is a polished package if for nothing else. So I will say that. But outside of that, uh, just I've jumped back into some more Vampire Survivors recently because they've released a couple of update patches. So some new content there. As of the time of this recording, I am two achievements away from 100%ing Vampire Survivors on Steam. So I'm, I'm like, I'm this close. So I'm looking to try to get that. But that, that game's a lot of fun. I also, something kind of in a similar vein... Uh, but I've also started playing some Hero Siege because I picked it up for like, I don't know, it's like 60 something cents on a sale or something like that. And uh, and that's actually surprisingly a lot of fun, too. It's kind of like a uh, twin stick RPG, like a little. It's not really a roguelike necessarily because it does have like progression, although I think the areas do reset when you like leave and go back to town. So I guess it kind of is in that way. I don't know. But at any rate, you don't have permadeath, so it's not really a roguelike in that fashion. But that that one's uh, pretty good, too. Apparently, it's on mobile, but I I wouldn't want to play it with those controls. So definitely a controller is the way to go. And then last but maybe not least, I am attempting to finish the campaign of Resident Evil 5, which given. Sorry. Yeah, thank you for your condolences. Uh, I, th- I want to say I'm almost halfway through it right now because I think how long to beat puts it at roughly 12 hours and I want to say I'm about halfway through that. So, uh, I, you know, I, I have some thoughts about that that will probably go into a rapid fire review and then maybe someday we'll do a full, full episode on it. But we've got a couple other Resident Evil games that I think will take priority over that one first. But, uh. At least four. You obviously got to call me in on that one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's required. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, that one's just me trying to clean up the last couple of physical copies of games that I've got for my 360 so I can sort of soft retire that console for now. But yeah, that's that's what I'm at. Take it out in the back and uh, shoot it. <laughs> Get a Series X. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ev- eventually, you know, maybe I mean. Just keeps limping along, although I did have to replace the hard drive in it because that just straight up died. Well, if, if you've been listening to the show, then you know when that happened, because that was when we did our near episode and I fucking lost yeah. my save. That was huh. awful. But uh, but at any rate, unintentionally, at least. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, is that supposed it was, to happen? It wasn't the way that it was supposed <laughs> to happen. Yeah, it was a little premature. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. What, what about you, Chris? What, what have you been up to lately? For the appetizer for this segment, I mm. did pull out my PSP and I decided to start playing Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions for a little bit while my car was getting maintenance. Nice. And it's Final Fantasy Tactics, so it's a fantastic experience and it's a great game. And I will try to play it more. Uh, I just I don't play portables very much, so I have to find a spot where I'm just being preoccupied by something else. So it shouldn't be too difficult. But I, what I mostly want to talk about today is I was so inspired by playing East for last week's episode that I decided to 
play East Origin on my PC. And I absolutely love that game. That game has consumed my being. I have completed it with the two characters you can start out with. And I'm playing with the secret third character. And I can tell you that this is a game that if you love the story of East as bare bones as it is, as we talked about last week, you will find a lot here. There's a lot of cool stuff in this game, especially if you finish both books one and two. You're going to see a lot of characters that were in uh, both games or the entire game, however you want to determine it. So I would it's it's a great, stupid, fun action game. I can't wait to do an RFR for it for our patrons uh, because, yeah, I, I'm elated and I want to go over all the little details and I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, even though it's like it came out in like 2012 in the United States and it originally came out in 2006 in Japan and it looks really good. I mean. I'll go into it like in that review, but I'll just say like I am kind of shocked of how good that game looks. It has like no reason to for a game from 2006, but I mean, it's pretty simple, too. That's all I got for this week. All right. I suppose at that point, we probably ought to tell the fine folks at home a little bit about this here game that we are we're discussing today. So, uh, Chris, Mm. would you like to read the brief history? Of Fist of the North Star. Anime is well known for receiving video game tie-ins. Since almost the very beginning of video game development in Japan, anime has either been inspired or directly licensed to play in the arcade or on the home console. Many games remained in their home country or were highly altered once they were ported to the West, especially during the 80s and 90s. By the early 2000s, however, the West had become quite familiar with anime. Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, and Gundam had found their way to various cable channels, turning a once extremely niche audience into a sizably niche one. Now video games on popular anime franchises could be made anytime and ported anywhere without having to worry about tying into a new release or series. Well, sort of. In 2005, Sega would tap Arc System Works to create a fighting game based off the classic anime Hokuto no Ken, or Fist of the North Star for us North Americans and this would be for arcades. Sega had long been a developer or a publisher for Fist of the North Star games, but had typically gone the action route in games that would be released on the Master System and Sega Genesis. For this release, they would be utilizing the successful formula that Arc System Works had used for its Guilty Gear series and essentially drop it right into the world of Kenshiro and Friends. The game would cover the major fights of the anime, with the final battle for most characters, being against series antagonist Ken O. The game would utilize the Atomus Wave arcade system board, which is essentially a custom Dreamcast, even though the Dreamcast had been dead for almost five years at the time of release. The game would see release in arcades on Japan on December 7th, 2005, with the North American release closely following on December 19th. While there's no published metric of how well the game did during its arcade run, especially with arcades being all but dead by this point in North America, 
it did do well enough in Japan to warrant a home release on the PlayStation 2, which was released on March 29, 2007. Due it to being an old anime that had seen its run end almost 20 years prior to release, save a few attempted reboots, with the addition that the home port was relegated exclusively to Japan, not much is found in the ways of its success commercially or critically contemporaneously. In retrospect, however, finding a negative review about it from those discovering it for the first time years after release is almost impossible. In December of 2020, someone going by the handle of Megavolt85 had found a way to make Atomus Wave games available for play on the Sega Dreamcast, creating an opportunity for Fist of the North Star to be accessible to a larger audience than ever. While this particular installment may be one of the least known or significant entries into the video game anthology of the franchise, it is considered to be one of the better ones. While more involved, robust, and well-regarded games would come out down the line, this game does truly set a high bar for anime-licensed games, one that arguably hasn't been met with many other attempts. And that is your brief history of Hokuto no Ken, the fighting game. Right. Thank you, Chris, for that brief history. So as we are, in fact, want to do, we will start things off with our discussion of some of our personal experiences uh, with this game. And I believe I would like to pass it on over to our most esteemed guest first so he can talk a little bit about how he uh, came to know this particular title. Oh, me? Uh, yeah, yes, you. I mean, there ain't nobody else here. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> at least I don't think <laughs> No, it's, it's funny be, because being a big anime fan and like fist and North star was definitely one of the ones that just as like a little kid was like involved. Like, I just thought it was so cool. First seeing getting into video games. Like I never thought there was a fist of the North star game for the longest time. Obviously, even for like podcasting and probably when we all met and stuff too, when you guys like told me about the Nintendo game and all this stuff and I was like, oh man, I, I am not a true gamer because I thought the only <laughs> game of the Fist of North Star was this fighting game. That was just because I just through friends and uh, other channels, I guess I would go through being a big fan of fighting games and stuff too this was just shown to me and I was like, man, this is the game of fist of the North star. Like I don't need like anything else for this, but I could never play it. And the only thing that really kind of like let me play it was emulators and like conventions I would go to. I'd actually play it on the actual like hardware. I just always like, especially getting on the internet too. this fist of the North star game just showed what the anime could be on like a video game that I thought still like respected the anime a lot, which, you know, no offense to the other games, but I just think this game just represents it the best. Okay. You can, you can offend them if you'd <laughs> yeah. like, it's fine. I, I, I already we'll did a it. podcast about the other one, right? So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One of them. Yeah. One of them. 
This one still holds up and it's just, it's, it's a fighting game too. So that does have its own, you know, thing to it. But that's m- my personal experience of this is just like kind of like falling into like seeing this game as a fighting game. And I almost thought it was like another like anime show. And I'm like, who are all these people playing? Like once I would see it online and stuff and they're like, oh, you can actually like buy this game and play it. And I'm like, but obviously I couldn't <laughs> at the time. <laughs> right. It, it was just really cool. But um, this is the first thing I saw out of the anime and manga of Fist of the North Star in like a, obviously a video game format. Well, I'd say all things considered, it's probably a pretty good introduction. For sure. Especially yeah. compared to some of the other entries. <laughs> I think it's going to be much better than anything we have to say, Shane. It's, especially being like a big fan of like the show and like the manga and stuff. I was like mm-hmm. to be introduced to this fighting game first. It was just exciting to see these characters on the screen doing all like these moves you saw them do was really cool. Yeah, if I, if I went back, <laughs> no offense to the past podcast, but it's like if I started with Black Belt, I'd probably would love that game maybe in that sense, but I may have well been a little disappointed. <laughs> I, yeah, I could I could see that. It's highly <laughs> offensive that game Black yeah. Belt. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why there's 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 reasons. We went over that last episode and in the stream. So, uh our personal experiences for me and Shane. Mm. Um I'll let I'll let Shane close this out. I'm sure he has something really interesting. Sure, yeah. I am a little bit of the opposite of Ryan here. Just slightly the opposite because I had I had just heard of Fist of the North Star in passing for the longest time. I always assumed it was more along the lines of cheesy anime like Dragon Ball Z or Sailor Moon. And to be fair, it is. It's totally. <laughs> it's an incredibly cheesy anime. But I didn't actually sit down to watch any of them until around 2016, 2017, when I was on deployment. I had nothing to do on the ship I was on other than in my free time, other than watch videos on my PC off a hard drive. And uh, yes, for anyone who's asking a question right now, what other kind of videos were on that hard drive? That's not important, though. I watched Fist of the North Star and I watched all of it and I really did enjoy it. I didn't like the part two of it and i'm not sure if i talked about this on the on the previous episode though but yeah i mean the series is incredible it's a really good one so naturally i am going to gravitate towards video games that may have come out especially as a retro gamer and of course you know we went over black belt which i didn't know was a fist and north star game for a long time even though i had been collecting master system games or even anything about last battle and to be honest Ryan saying that this was his only idea of what a Fist of the North Star game was is pretty interesting to me because this I didn't even know this game existed until there was the announcement that the Atomus Wave games started getting released on the Dreamcast and started being ported over. And on top of that, I didn't even know what Atomus Wave was. So it was like really interesting that all these games that were just locked away on this hardware that I'd never heard of because who went to arcades in 2005? for real in the United States. Not me. I didn't know anybody. (laughs) Maybe for DDR. That was about it. But I didn't see this arcade cabinet. I didn't see any of the Atomus wave cabinets. So knowing that I could play this, a new game that was made by Arc System Works in the same vein as Guilty Gear today on a Dreamcast with my mode, that was something I was really interested in. And it's just, hey, we'll talk about the time I had with it. I was really excited to give it a chance. So how about you, Shane? Uh, what? What? Yeah. What? What am I doing here? Who? Who are <laughs> you? Anime? 
<laughs> Listen, I am here to much like Fox News to be fair and balanced and to bring <laughs> bring the balance to this conversation because I know fuck all about not only this game, uh, but also just like fighting games in general, because they're not really my thing at all because I'm terrible at them. And if you've listened to the show long enough, then you probably already know that like MK2 was the only thing I was halfway decent at. And even then, it was probably just because I was abusing Scorpion's special move. Can I interject, though? You yeah, You guys sure. had a very good Street Fighter 2 episode with Tiger. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, like, thank you. I feel like Tiger probably propped that up. But yeah. It, it was a little bit before, but I mean, you know, in the past and stuff. But I mean, it's remember that episode when we were talking about talking about fighting games and you didn't like fighting games. So I sure don't. And as it turns out, I still don't. Also, I didn't even know because I had like no exposure to like anime at all up until fucking probably high school, maybe after high school. So I didn't even know Fist of the North Star was a thing. So I literally know nothing about anything having to do with this game. I just played it for the very first time, like last week. So that's my personal experience. It's, it's a it's pretty fascinating. deep cup. Like, I mean, like with like, you know, people even think like if you like anime, you have to like Dragon Ball Z. Like Fist of the North Star goes no. even deeper than that. I would say it just goes fist deep. <laughs> Elbow deep, one might say. Comes back knuckle deep, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but that that's how I'd say like uh, the reference to this game. Which, you know, Arc System Works would dip their fist back into, you know, the DBZ <laughs> franchise. So I just got to say too, Shane, I, I hope you're not fair and balanced like a cable news channel. I really don't because this is this is going to make for a bad episode. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the just we're just fuck the segue. We're just moving on to the plot and writing here. Oh, wait, mm. wait, wait. I have I have one more question. Oh, sure. I know we talked about like the anime and stuff like that, but have you guys I mean, I could guess, but. Have you seen the live action of this? No, I have not. Should we have never seen it? I didn't no. know that was a thing. Oh, all right. Well, some homework for maybe my next episode when I do Lost in Paradise. <laughs> That's a Fist of North Star game. Yes. <laughs> but there is a live action that came out maybe late 90s, early 2000s. It's something to be seen and it's probably all on youtube and very easy to get but i'd highly recommend just watching it on a uh lazy sunday or whatever you want to call it it's a lot of fun and it's ridiculous it makes street fighter the movie look like a oscar nominee it's not like the sailor moon live action tv series where they literally had stuffed animals you could buy at a bandai namco shop Playing Luna and Artemis? No, it's not that bad, no, no, no. They actually do a lot of, they put a lot of effort in this movie. And it's, I'd have to say, like, for how much it's ridiculous. I mean, it does do a lot of good for Fist of the North Star. But it's just so corny and cheesy and just like Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of like sea actors that are just running around doing jump kicks and... It, it's ridiculous, but it's it's you have to watch it. I mean, I would definitely say, like, if you ever have free time, check out the Fist of North Star live action. It's so funny. So speaking of funny, mm. I, don't, I guess it's not 
funny. But we're going to move on to the story, plot, and writing of this game, which, uh, Shane, we'll, we'll start with you, because I don't think you understood anything that was going on. Dude, what? I have, what the, I don't know, man. Listen, there were a Watch lot of dudes yelling, <laughs> and there was, like, some flashing lights. <laughs> Having said that, I was still pretty fucking entertained. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know, man. It's like ripped dudes fighting other ripped dudes. Sometimes there's big fat dudes. And then other times there's like dudes that randomly have like a very uh, theatrical piece of like ruined stone on the ground solely for the purpose of them to put one foot on and look pensive, which is pretty fucking anime if I do say so myself. Uh, I think that there's something important here probably for fans of Fist of the North Star, but fuck if I know what it is. But it sure looks nice. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah, I would tend to agree with almost nothing that you said because I have <laughs> watched the anime. Fantastic. So I do know what's going on. And if you are a fan of the anime, you're going to get a lot of service out of this. It, it does follow the first series of Fists of the North Star almost to a T in the order that you fight things like the, the enemies that you fight, especially if you're Kenshiro. And I was only able to really make it through the game as Kenshiro. Of course, there are characters that if you fight through the game, you shouldn't be fighting other people because they die before they're able to even meet certain characters. So that doesn't make any sense. But it's a fighting game. Who who gives a shit? It's all fan service. Oh, of course. It's like, what if these characters didn't die? They would be meeting these characters and killing each other. The, yes. If you play as Kenshiro, you're going to go through the events of Fist of the North Star pretty faithfully. For some reason, when you play as Kenshiro, you don't fight Judah, but you do fight every other major battle i would have preferred if they took joggy out or yagi i can't remember it's how you say it joggy i mean that's how i would joggy. say it yeah it makes that makes more sense uh so they, if they took joggy out and they put judah in instead or yuda i think that would have been a little bit better uh, i totally disagree on you on that uh, joggy is the guy I mean, could, I mean i would rather have them include weeb both. fight weeb fight weeb fight <laughs> I'd rather have them include both, of course. If you have to take one out, I'd rather have the beautiful dude than the the, the masked dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, the story beats are there. If you don't understand what's going on because you haven't seen Fist of the North Star, uh, just it, it, it's not really necessary, as Shane said. I mean, most fighting games don't have a plot anyway. Just know that there is some significance to this if you do enjoy that story. But if you don't, it's just dudes killing dudes for dude's sake. And one and one one chick. Like, is there is there like plot critical points in this game that like you would need to know in order to fully follow the story of Fist of the North Star? The very last battle. Mm. Yes. What, what happens after you kill him and why he does the thing he does. But the same happened. Same thing happened in Black Belt. You're like, this doesn't make sense. What? what why is he like standing there and putting his fist to the sky for no reason and just kind of taking his armor off and like it's like what yeah <laughs> where'd your horse go <laughs> exactly so there's there's some things that you'll be like what in the hell is going on especially because everything's in japanese because they didn't translate anything uh even in the north american version that came out in arcades so if if you don't know japanese it's just oh this really buff dude and these really buff dude are fighting and he killed final buff dude okay cool great and that's about it Fist of the North Star is like my wrestling and I'm still watching like I mean they don't have like really anything new lately but since I've been watching all their animes and all that stuff and I just never know why they're fighting and why Kenshiro is still doing stuff. 
<laughs> so why is any of this happening? It's a really weird series. <laughs> yeah. Why does he still have to go? Yeah. Da, 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 you know? Well, the series is very weird in and of itself anyway. I mean, you have a lot of these fights that Kenshiro has with almost all the fists of the, of the Southern Star, because that's the plot of the game. He is the fist of the North Star and he needs to go after the six generals of the South Star. And every single time he kills one of these generals, it's like this very emotional thing. Like, I know you just slaughtered an entire village, but you are honorable and you lost your way and I love you. That's pretty much every single time he kills one of these dudes in the anime. Am I off on that? No, you're you're correct. And that's why it's like really cool watching it and reading it. And like Fist of North Star is really cool in that context. Which is why I was getting a little ahead of myself when I was like going over some of our notes and just out of like a joke, I thought I would say I was the Southern Dipper, but then I'm like, wait, Shane and Chris live in Florida and I live in Michigan. That does not make context. So we are giant dongs yeah, here. So yeah, we yeah. would definitely be the Southern Dipper. But that's how much I respect Fist of the North Star. That I, I had to I, I had to go to the Southern. I mean the Northern. That's what, what I put it down as. Yeah. But and your state looks like a fist. Yeah. I, wow. It all goes back <laughs> to the Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> that is crazy. So I'm going to ham fist into your opinion uh, about the plot and wow. story. Uh, do you have anything to Is that consensual? I don't to add here, okay. Ryan. Ham fist. I'm, it's just Ryan. What do you think of the plot story? Uh, I mean, it's sticking to the source material. What Arc System Works does with obviously going from like a retro game like this to like, you know, we have Dragon Ball Fighter Z and all that. These guys know what they're doing with their anime content. And Fist of North Star was like the first thing that they did for something like this, like kind of IP, I guess you could say, which is really cool because, I mean, Fist of North Star is such a big anime that, you know, deserves a lot of respect and has, you know, a big following in like, you know, manga and all that stuff. For them to just keep it to the source material, obviously you can make up battles and fight and do whatever you want or just play as Kenshiro and finish out the game how it technically should go, but they just did it right. And that's what Arc System does really well with all their anime fighters. Yeah, you know, I I, I can't say anything more than that. So something we are going to be able to say a lot more on here is the gameplay, probably more so myself and Ryan here, just because I think we have more experience and enjoyment out of fighting games than Shane does. So we'll put Shane in the middle and make a Shane sandwich. And I'll go first on this one. <laughs> Hot. It's almost like a Jill sandwich, but a uh, Shane sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the hair is longer. <laughs> Chris's blood. Have you seen the new movie? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> okay, for the gameplay itself, I had never played, and to this day, I've never played a Guilty Gear game. Not a single one. It's. I know it's been around since 1998. I kind of stopped playing fighting games for a really, really, really long time. I still haven't played a fighting game in forever. And when I would play a fighting game, it would be out of the Capcom stable house or wheelhouse, whatever you want to say. So I didn't play any of the Guilty Gear games, even though I have worshipped their soundtracks from afar. But that's about as close as I've gotten to them until now, because what I understand, this is essentially for all intents and purposes, a retooled Guilty Gear game. And I will say, like, this is a lot of fun. I thought it was a blast 
uh, just because everything's very fast and fluid. It can be very complicated, but for someone who is as new to the game, if as someone who is a newbie or just a very inexperienced fighting game player, I could see someone having a lot of fun with this, especially if you understand basic uh, dragon punch combos or uh, quarter circle forward, quarter circle back actions. You can get a lot out of this, especially if you know how to pull off super moves, like just like traditionally in the Street Fighter sense, in terms of uh, like you do two quarter circle fours and a, and a strong punch is a lot of your character's special moves uh, unique to this game. At least I think it's unique. Again, I haven't played Guilty Gears. You have three gauges. Um, you have your boost gauge, which you have three levels on that. If you press one of the buttons, uh, it causes your character to rapidly dash forward, which will increase your chances of landing a combo. If you string them in from like weak attacks into strong attacks, and they're all different depending on the character. It also can get you away from projectiles and stuff like that just to move quickly across the screen. So think like Mortal Kombat 3 in terms of that dash ability. Yeah, Guilty Gear does do that. Like they do have like the, mm -hmm. the block stuff, like the different, you know, mechanics with like the meters and stuff. But yeah, this game does do some some different stuff. So, right. You also have your your basic super gauge at the bottom. There's two levels to the super gauge. Some super combos take one bar. Some take two. And then finally, what's most unique about this game is that you have the like seven star gauge that once a character gets down to all their individual bars go out and you just have this one thing that lights up. Oh, yeah. The opposing <laughs> character can do an insta kill special move, which can suck if you're on the receiving end of it. I never figured out how to make the other opponent lose little bars. The, the computer is very good at doing it to you. So more than likely you'll be on the receiving end of it if you're not good at fighting games like me. But other than that, like I found this game was really fun. I thought that the inputs in terms of doing the special moves was a little too precise, but I was playing this on a Dreamcast. I was playing with the Fighters Retro Fighters controller and not an original Dreamcast controller, thank God, or else I wouldn't have a thumb anymore. It, it did require a little bit more precision than I'm used to, I think, compared to Street Fighter, which is designed for a console experience for the most part when they do port them over. Uh, it's it's a lot less forgiving. You have to remember this game that I'm playing on the Dreamcast was essentially they just took the arcade game. and They put it on the Dreamcast. This wasn't like prof professionally tooled to work on a Dreamcast. It's just a straight arcade port, probably still designed for an arcade stick, because those are the people that generally are going to be interested in this thing. So I can understand why there's there's not a lot of give. But other than that, so much fun. Still a lot of fun. Very counter and uh, reversal centric, though. I will say that as well. It, it's like a hardcore gaming thing, too, where you see people, even when you like look up stuff on YouTube and all that, it's like they say it's like you got to play this game with like a arcade stick and stuff like that, which I don't have either. And I'm totally with you. I just play all my fighting games on my controller and stuff, but it's still a fun game to play in that way. So, Shane, you say you hate fighting games. What did you think of this one? I mean, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know if I said hate necessarily. Oh, yeah. I don't see any hate in these notes. I, you know, I just uh, I, I don't really. <laughs> I see a fuck. I mean, there's plenty of those probably, but that's that's <laughs> that's normal. I know myself, you know, and I know that I have historically never been good at fighting games. And could I have taken the time to like dedicate to learning how to be good? Sure, probably, but it's just not my style of game. Part of that is also just because I'm not huge into competitive games. This is just, this is like across the board, like whether it's 
video games, board games. Like I would much rather prefer playing like a cooperative board game than something that's like highly competitive. It's just not my style. So part of the reason that like I was so big into like MMOs and stuff is I really like the the rating and group content aspect of it. So it's not that I hate them. I just don't you like just love wasting your time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not wasted if it's enjoyed, you know, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. So as someone who like, obviously just knows like fuck all about fighting games, just period. Um, I will say that just from a purely objective standpoint, the game seems to control like really well. Like it felt good to play, even if we're not playing with probably the the correct hardware, I think, to to both of your points. I <laughs> I was playing with an Xbox 360 controller and it was still fine. So if that says anything at all. And you know, even for someone who has very little exposure to the fighting game community, such as it is, a lot of this is going to be still pretty familiar. You know, you've got your weak and strong kick and punch. So that's all pretty basic. Um, you do have the addition of that dash button, which definitely helps. I still never am a huge fan of the fact that jump is like up on the like stick or D pad. But I know that that's, I guess, a necessity. I just really hate that that's a thing. Yeah, you are really out to lunch on fighting games. Yep. Yep, I am. <laughs> I, so for that, I think it was pretty intuitive. Um, a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, Chris, though, that's where I super get fucking lost because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm looking at the screen and I'm just like, wow, this sure are a lot of gauges. And there's a thing that says aura and that bar is full, which means I can probably do something. I, I don't know what the fuck it is, but I bet I might be able to win this match if I just keep spamming like low, strong kick and just tripping them constantly. And for the record, that does work at least for a little bit. It does. And then, then there's the whole constellation thing and like the chance for an instant kill and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I am out of my depth here. I think all told I might've pulled off like two special moves. And unsurprisingly, I, I played as Kenshiro and uh, I'm pretty sure both of those were totally by accident. They do like give you the button combinations for your special moves, like on the, the match begin screen. But it like goes by so fast that I didn't really catch part of it. So I never quite understood exactly what I was supposed to do that. And I did notice that for like the one that I did see, I could not reliably pull it off because I think that there is a very unforgiving like window in order to like get that input in correctly. Turns out I'm just not that good at it. Go figure. Get good scrub. Yeah, well, you know, but overall, though, even as a 100% casual like myself, I mean, the time that I did spend with it, like the gameplay itself does feel pretty solid. So I don't, I don't really have a lot to to really complain about there. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, it's nice hearing like Shane talk about that. And like anyone can play this game. The amount of like how good you can be at this game and to how shitty you can be at this game not saying you're shitty at this game Shane, oh but... i am it's fine <laughs> oh i i'm terrible don't worry but it's with all these other arc system works games they they make you feel like you can be at either end of the spectrum i think it's interesting to look back on this game because it's like the first anime fighting game for it you know because if you play guilty gear it's like you're going to be a guilty gear player but for like anything else you have, if you were a uh, Fist of the North Star like fan getting into a fighting game like this and getting into big combos and like juggling and just like 
instant kills and never ending, like all this stuff, you could still kind of figure that out. Even if you're not going to be like the best player, you could still play this game and have a lot of fun to it. And I think it's good because every Arc System game does this thing where they always put all these like meters and they just try to fuck with you in so many ways. Like, have you ever played the Persona 4 Arc System Works uh, fighting game? I have seen it been played, but I have not played it myself. They, they kind of do the same thing in like the context of uh, an anime fighter where there's just like some characters that just have different uh, meters and specials and stuff like that. That's just a uh, thing that they just do with, I think, all their fighting games, which if you like Arc System Works fighting games, you just accept and go into because there's always a character that has that or just a fighting style that has that too compared to like Street Fighter where they have like two meters or something like that. Besides all that crazy stuff, if you just mash it and just have fun and just try to play it just like Kenshiro just going like on your controller. I mean, like you can get a lot farther than you think. I will say, I mean, it does work quite well to spam strong attacks, especially with with Kenshiro. I almost beat the game with just using strong kick because for whatever reason, I couldn't figure it out. So one thing is that the final boss of this game, who is Ken O or Rao, depending on whatever version he is at the end of the game. And that's another anime reference. It's the character has two forms that he calls himself. It doesn't matter. Just know that the final boss's name is Ken O and he is a cheap motherfucker. He will juggle the shit out of you like you haven't seen at all before. So again, this game is direct port of the arcade game to the best of my knowledge. So there's no way to change the difficulty. You just press start and you go. Yep. At least on the version I had, I did play the game on the Dreamcast that was ported from the Thomas Wave arcade board. So if they made any changes to the difficulty, they, I I don't know. I'm not sure about how it was ported. You're the best fist of North star fighter ever. I guess so. (laughs) I'm absolutely not. (laughs) But one thing I like when I fought against Rao or Kano, what I noticed, like you, you beat this dude down. And then if you get to the possibility that you're on a second victory with him, he will replenish his life. Kind of like they, I think Street Fighter 3 does the same thing. So you beat him once and then you get him down to like almost no life. And then all of a sudden he'll just recharge his energy. So if he beats you, if you don't beat him back to back, you could put yourself in a situation where you're on, you're on round three and have half your life bar left and get him down, and then he just recharges his entire life bar, and then just becomes even more of a douchebag. Guilty Gear does do that with, I mean, I I wouldn't say like in their more recent ones, I I think around these ones they do that. It's brutal. So the way I ended up beating him was I just kept on spamming Dragon Punch. That's all I did. I just kept on doing Dragon Punch over and over and over again, because for whatever reason, he could not dodge it. Now, prior to that, I was finding some success by just doing strong kick over and over and over again. But he uh, has this cheap little move that if you try to get in close to him, he screws you over. And then if you try jump kicking, he'll do a juggle in the air and then like take a dagger and shove it in your foot and plant in the ground and then do a 13 hit (laughs) combo. And (sighs) so I found a move that I was able to exploit, but I it, it really did come down to just cheesing it and just hoping that I I got him to replenish his health. On, on the second round, because once he does it, he will not 
he will not regenerate his health again. So if you go to a third round, if he does beat you after he charges his health on a third round, he's fair game on that third round. You just have to find a way to cheese it and hope he just doesn't screw you over. Even though I think I spent a good hour and a half, two hours on that fight alone in order to beat this game. It was brutal. Yeah, the arc system, they just love to punish you in that way. And they've gotten better where they have this thing, especially with like the new Guilty Gear games where they can do like stylish, where it's <laughs> it kind of makes you not be a gamer because you can not think and just make combos. And I would think if they could do that to this game, it would be very interesting. But obviously, if they did that to this game, it'd be very interesting to see like how that would work out. But I think they just probably heard all the community just like telling them like all your games just like ask for too much so give us a dilemma and you know they'll be the professionals and they'll be the uh you know normal people like us i guess that's kind of the problem i had with combos and let me know if guilty gear does this too is that i would do a combo like a four or five hit combo after doing a dash and it would do less damage than if you just walked up to the dude and just did a strong kick in his face. For sure, yeah. Well, and that's like the thing. And yeah, there's no like right way to do it. But for these kind of games and with any Arc System games, it's all about like, I forgot the actual term of it, but it's like you're supposed to be doing like a low launch hit and then like juggle to a special. I don't know the actual term and like off the top of my head, but it's kind of like Skullgirls did that. And Marvelous Capcom is like kind of like referencing that too. I mean, Marvelous Capcom 2 would be referencing heavy that juggle. too. But yeah, heavy juggle. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like a low kick juggle into the air, juggle, juggle, juggle. And this game too was kind of one of the first games to be like showing that as well, you know. So if, if you're listening to this and you're you're not in tune with fighting games, juggling just means that you knock another character into the air and you keep them in the air through continuous attacks and they don't have an opportunity to block. That's that's what juggling is. And juggling sucks if you're on the receiving end of it. But it's really cool if you're doing it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's it's amazing if you can do it because you are in control. And if you are in the other end, you're not in control, No, which is the worst thing in a fighting game. Yes. Do you guys know about the uh, the bounce factor? No. I'm sorry. What? Oh. <laughs> so We're in this about game, juggling and bouncing, we we moved far away from fisting. Yeah, I mean, we're almost in DOA territory. So, <laughs> give me that beach volleyball. <laughs> so in this game, which with juggling, as you were talking about, it's like. The way this game was, I don't know how it was explained, but I just watched like some videos about it. So it's not like I, I made this game, but the amount of force and like the combos that you did to the character and the time they were falling onto the ground in the game showed how much they would come back up. So like if you had like a big combo, they would launch back up, I guess, slower so if somebody could like time that good, they could keep you up the entire time and you could never like basically get back up. That'd be awful. I would hate to be on the receiving end it, it of that. It happens. I'm sure it does. Uh, and, and well, and that's like the whole point of like these kind of games and like I'm sure Arc System like tried to figure it out and all this stuff, but it basically goes back to the 
dribble factor. That's what they call it. It just sucks because, you know, that's like where people can just like drop their controllers and competitive games. And like, they're like, if somebody knows what they're doing, these, this match is just, you know, forfeited basically. Yeah. Which is why I, I will never play against anybody who regularly plays fighting games because I, I won't be able to do anything and it instantly becomes not fun. However, when you're going against a computer, there's there's still plenty of opportunities of fun to be had. I, I always prefer if I am going to play against somebody, I would prefer to go against somebody at my skill level, which is like negligible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am above. It sounds like I'm above Shane. So there is that. a low bar, but yeah, but it's not much higher than Shane. I just know how to execute special moves. That's I think that's the only difference. I don't know if you have this friend and it might be Chris or Shane, you know, either vice versa, but I have a friend that never plays video games. He played Street Fighter 2, you know, when we were kids. And I've been playing fighting games and video games forever. And he plays Call of Duty and all this stuff and League of Legends and all these dumb games. But (laughs) I literally ask him to come over to play like all these games like, you know, if I had Fist of North Star, I'd tell him to come over and play this game, and he would just whoop my ass, no matter what. And he's the last game he's probably played is Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Nintendo, Super Nintendo. By the way, if you like Call of Duty and League of Legends, you're still welcome here, even though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I, just, I just hate him for that. This is personal vendetta for this friend I have. Nothing against anybody else on this thing. He's the kid who shows up to class stone, but gets A's on all the tests. I know it sucks. I, I, I literally invite him over to any fighting game, like even the guilty gear. I'm like, Hey, you'll never understand any of this concept. There's stylish. There's uh all this stuff you can do and he'll play it and he'll just smoke me and everything. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that too. I got to go to therapy. So. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not going to cause you to go to therapy. Is the way that this game looks. Oh, oh yeah, that brings me back to therapy. That <laughs> <laughs> is my therapy. Okay, Shane. So tell us about how this is your therapy, dude. Uh, okay, I might not know jack shit about Fist of the North Star or fighting games or ninety five percent of anything the two of you have been talking about for the last twenty minutes. But let me tell you what this game sure does look real nice. The artwork in this is stellar. It's it's immediately the first thing you notice. And of course, you know, it's probably developed that way because this was an arcade game to begin with. And if you hearken back to the days of the sticky floors of the arcade, you probably remember that that's a little bit of what one might call a cacophony of noise. And so they're always vying for your attention. Right. And so it has to be something flashy and loud and bombastic to try to get your attention so that you will put the quarters in that machine instead of another one. And uh, boy, does this game do that. And not in a way that's like aggravating, because there are some that are just like so over the top that it's it's actually annoying. But the the style that they went with, man, it is it is a thing to behold. Uh, I could probably just sit here and just watch somebody play this game. And I think I would probably enjoy it more than actually playing it. Because it just looks so damn good. Like the sprite work is fantastic. All of the special effects are like appropriately super flashy. Yeah, I, I, I don't have enough good things to say about the graphics in this game. It was, they were very well done. Ryan? 
Oh yeah. I mean, geez, I could basically say all that stuff. I, I love them so much. It's the anime coming to life. Almost even better too. Especially when you look at like in, in the long run too, there's been like, you know, sadly, let me get into my uh, weeb corner of this, but uh, <laughs> Fist of the North Star went into a dark path of uh, 3D animation. Yeah, their uh, newest renditions of Kenshiro and some of their adventures are very terrible. And I would just say like this game is just such a depiction of all the characters and what they should look like and them in action is so cool looking and it's what 2005 is that what we're looking at here am i right yeah 2005 yeah so it's like it just almost makes the anime look inferior which you know you know no offense to you know the artist to that going back to the beginning of like my personal like you know first look at this that's what caught me is the graphics and it still holds up to this day i just love watching matches even the opening is so cool i just think it just it really knocks it out of the park with all this stuff i would tend to agree i can't really add much to this the graphics the amount of frames of animation that are here i mean this is this is essentially what you would expect out of a dreamcast game a 2D Dreamcast fighting game by this point anyway, just because if you look at Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, and just how many frames of animation were with each character in that game and how gorgeous that one was, this is about on par with that, if not a little bit better. What it really is going to come down to is just your style preference, because they are slightly different in style. This is definitely more flat, um, much more, more, more of a cell-shaded but hand-drawn at the same time look than Street Fighter, which again is as much is very gorgeous as well. Street Fighter three. I think I tend to slightly prefer the Street Fighter three look, but that doesn't take away with how good this game looks. Flashy things are flashy. The smoothness of movement that every single character has uh, just a lot of uh, fighting game tropes too, like flashes when a certain situation has been met. Um, special moves being very flashy. Of course, it will cause seizures for those of you who are epileptic. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to play this game. Don't do that. I will say that this is how 2D, this is what fighting games should be. And I understand Arc System Works does have a history of making very, very good looking fighting games and with Blast Blue and Guilty Gear and pretty much everything they touch. But this is just something that it holds up. You could release it today on your Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, well, especially the Switch. I mean, that's that's just an old cell phone at this point. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. (laughs) But it it would hold up today. You could release this today in widescreen mode, and I wouldn't expect anyone to bitch. This would still get high compliments. Very good looking game. Moving on to the music and sound design. Ryan, I'll let you start this one out. Oh, wow. wow. I was actually kind of afraid to be the first one to start this up. Face your fears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me uh, put my uh, fingers in my ears and hit my pressure points. But there you uh, go. no, no, th- this game, actually, I was looking back on it, surprised on how awesome it was. I just need some help from you guys. If you guys didn't look up anything that I couldn't find, but was there any Daisuke Ishikawa like reference in this? Because some of these, I mean, all these songs are so freaking good. I was going to mention this in miscellaneous, but I looked as, as like Moby Games, Wikipedia or anything about this game. 
I can't find who worked on what. And it does have credits. For sure, yeah. But when I can look it up, because I'm not going to, it's hard to beat this game. So, and I'm not going to record it with my phone to find out who did what, you know, in, in preparation for this. Uh, I probably uh, should have, but I didn't. You're fired for podcasting. I know. <laughs> but all the, all the names at the end of the episode are all in, they're, they're in their native Japanese names. They're not yeah, written yeah. out. So I can't look at that either and be like, okay, this person did that. So I'm really wondering, I'm really bending my mind. I mean, it is probably Daisuke uh, Ishiwatari who did compose the music to this game. He's had to have his fist somewhere up in there. Really deep (laughs) into the composition of this because it's high quality, just like you get out of a Guilty Gear and a lot of metal. A lot of speed and heavy yeah. metal. And especially if you go back to any of the Guilty Gear, any of his games that he has made during this time. I mean, even the previous Guilty Gears games to this, I mean, they all basically sound like this. You know, besides the main theme, which is the Fist of the North Star theme. But it's like anything else of that's just like that heavy guitar, just like you know, like so good and i i don't know it just it's what i want in a video game i would say yeah mamia's stage mamia's village theme which is what you hear for mamia and beautiful oh my god is just it's such a good song it is perfect it is so perfect i like uh shin stage his stage is really good yes and 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 uh judas castle is really good yeah, well, it's all really good. It's all they're really all good. like the whole soundtrack's fucking awesome, <laughs> and that goes back. I mean, I have so much of Guilty Gear stuff on my computer, just like the music and all that stuff too. And going having you guys like having me do this podcast, you know, Jesus Christ, you know the work I had to do, but uh, <laughs> the the music I had to find for this game. This is why I want to know if it's Daisuke to, that does this because it just, it has to be. And he just probably is like, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel like how he, which would be disappointing because I'm like, dude, why don't you want to have your like stamp on the fist of North star game? It probably is. It's just that it's not credited anywhere because it wasn't really popular here in North America. So finding a North American site with that information. It's just going to be a little bit more difficult. And before I kick it over to Shane, one more thing about the music. I just from from my perspective, I loved how it transitioned over to the the like main theme of Fist of the North Star, like the anime opening when you would do a special move or for the oh, final for sure. battle oh, against man, Keno. Yeah. It's oh, so cool. Oh, man, that that is the uh, cherry on the cake. You know, I mean, like, come on, it's it's so good. Yeah, no. Yeah, I totally agree, Chris. Okay, Shane, what'd you think? I mean, I, I don't know if I can really add much more to that. We just weaved out. You, you <laughs> did. You did. Okay, so here's the thing, actually, and I'm, I'm actually glad that I looked this up because I don't know if I missed it or maybe I should have just let it sit and autoplay or something. But the version that I was playing on the Dreamcast like emulator, I did not see the intro video. So I didn't know that that even existed. And so prior to us recording today i went to go poke around on on the old internet and uh brought up a long play of this game on youtube and it had the the whole intro video and i was like holy shit this is awesome why the fuck didn't i see this before 
But yeah, having that theme song on there and that whole like intro sequence is just fantastic and it sounds amazing. And of course, it speaks to me because it's all composed almost entirely of just like gnarly guitar riffs and a bunch of metal. And so I'm I'm all about it. And, you know, kind of part and parcel with what I was talking about with the graphics, the music and sound design of this is also very punchy and very in your face, as it should be as an arcade fighter. And so you've got, you know, the music bumping the whole time. You've got the constant sound of like, you know, your punches and kicks landing, the special move call outs, like responses to combo breaks and whatever else. And it's just it's all there. It's all there. And it comes in a really fantastic package. So again, really not enough good things to say about it. The sound sound design and uh, and soundtrack here are, are phenomenal for sure. If there's one criticism, I will say some of the characters voice work mm. sounds like it's super crispy and a little compressed. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they took it directly from the show, but apparently they weren't able to get some of the original voice actors because one of them died and the other one wasn't available. Yeah. So this is all new recordings from what I understand. So just having that that low voice kind of compressed audio in terms of just the voice work is a little disappointing, but that's really just a bump in an overall outstanding package. That That's a good point. Uh, it's like Jaggy had his voice actor, which they could have still just ripped this from the anime. Jaggy Thaler and like obviously Kenshiro didn't have his voice actor. So no, I guess it's like a mixed bag of like, even though they referenced and like credited the voice actors that were taken from the show, they, I'm sure they might've ripped it from the actual anime. (laughs) No offense to them, you know, but uh, they made it work. All right. Before we head into wrapping this game up, we do have one bit of miscellaneous that that Ryan found for us. So Ryan, how about you go ahead and share what you got? Have you guys seen the Ray versus Kenshiro at Adora versus Amoeba or Amoeba? I, I I can't say his name. Have you guys seen this YouTube video? No, uh, I don't <laughs> think so. No. All right. When you mentioned this, the first thing that my head went to is that one like really famous clip but I think that that was a Street Fighter clip. Yeah. Where it was like the perfect blocks. That's kind of referencing that too. It's like the famous Chung Lee block is yeah, I think yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. But this goes with that where this is a fight between these two fighters. It wasn't even at like an Evo or anything. I'm sure it was probably like some other tournament, but it's Kenshiro and Ray fighting each other. And obviously, you know, as we talked about in this whole podcast Kenshiro has the pressure point move where he like dives on your head and you die in like what 10 seconds I think that's it Mm -hmm. it's less than that because I remember executing it but I I won the battle before it it ended so it's like eight I think it's eight seconds something like that yeah yeah but this is, is an epic like tournament battle and basically what happens is I mean, it makes more sense to watch it, but I'll just like kind of wrap it up with this. The fighter Ray loses the first match and Kenshiro, the Kenshiro player comes back and does the instant kill with the, the, the head smash thing where he like drops him down where he has literally eight seconds to win. And it's like the timers on like probably like full timer. So like 50 or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's eight seconds to win. And like 
Kenshiro has more of the bar and Ray has less of the bar and he beats him in the second match. And it's just phenomenal to see this person just go balls to the wall crazy in this like fist of the North star style of fighting game where he is put under the pressure. He has like basically 10 seconds to win this match and he he loses the next match, but it's 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 just crazy to see the second round. Yeah, I just watched it as you were talking. About I, it. it's I, insane. I was actually just watching it while he was talking too. <laughs> it's it's nuts. That is intense. Yeah, that clip is it's impressive. Nuts. So it says three seconds. It's more than three seconds when he does the head dive. But yeah, like he he just defeats him in that time. And it, it's funny because in the next round, like Kenshiro just does his instant kill and just wins. Yep. yep. So it, that sums up the game because this game is just so radical and just off the wall craziness. The first round, it's just basically a typical fighting game. And then the second round goes into this crazy chaotic, just like stress of like who can win at the dire straits and then mm. the third round goes into like yeah you're just fucking dead the instant, <laughs> you know? instant kill yeah so uh. it's like it kind of just sums up beautifully how hoto shinken like fighting game is i think all right that's it for miscellaneous so go check out that youtube video there is uh quite a bit that, that's an interesting video i will say if you like watching like evo and stuff like that and watching epic fighting game battles, that that's a good video to go check out. It's Dora versus Amiba, and that's Ray versus Kenshiro for Hokuto no Ken. All right, so we are going to get to the very end of this game, which I, which I think is like riding Doom Train, like a train wreck down into hell. <laughs> but it's more positive, and it's it's a good thing. So I'm going to start with Shane. We're going to move to myself, and Ryan gets to close it off with his final thoughts on whether hell's up today so shane what do you think oh god what do i think i mean does my opinion matter no i'm just kidding uh so okay here's the thing so i would assume that this like super holds up if you are a hardcore fighting game fan uh it still looks and sounds incredible and i think if you're willing to put in the time to learn the somewhat complex combat mechanics that you have on display here then i can definitely see this as like a rewarding experience now if you are a dirty filthy casual like me you you might not get quite as much out of it but i think to our earlier points like you can actually get surprisingly far in the sort of like, I, I suppose, campaign such as it is in this game with just pretty basic moves. Like you don't even have to really know much about the more intricate pieces that are at play here to at least get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, outside of that, this it's real. It's it sure is real pretty to look at. Um, so does it hold up today? Uh, yeah, I think I think so, especially with particularly well done 2D animation. And this is something that we've touched on many times over the course of this show. Uh, that kind of thing is always going to hold up way better than a lot of, uh, you know, 3D polygonal stuff, especially from the earlier uh, eras, you know, of those systems. And so I think on most fronts, I, I actually do think this holds up pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with Shane here, but I do want everyone to know I'm not like a super huge fighting game guy. This is not the kind of game that I regularly play. 
it was the kind of game I'd regularly play about 25 years ago, 20 years ago. But it's been a long time since I've really been big into the fighting game scene, uh, genre, community, what have you. Uh, that all being said, this game is extremely gorgeous. It does play fluid enough. Uh, being able to play it is going to be difficult, all that being said, because this either you're going to have to emulate it, uh, put it on a burn CD to play in your Dreamcast, uh, or put it on a mode like I have, some sort of optical disc emulator that you have, GDMU, whatever the case might be, or find an arcade cabinet, and good luck doing that. If you do find it, and you are a fighting game fan, then yes, absolutely, this game holds up. There's no question about it. It's fast, it's fluid, it's deep, it's complicated, there's mechanics, beyond mechanics, beyond mechanics, that uh, are sure to be manipulated by anyone who really likes to get into the nitty-gritty of what a fighting game can do. That being said, if you're not a big fighting game fan, you can have a little bit of fun with this, especially if you're a Fist of the North Star follower, if you know the series, if you if you're a, really like Fist of the North Star. But other than that, it's going to be a little outside the realms of probably something you can grasp really quickly. Smash Brothers, it is not. It's not as easy to pick up as like a Mortal Kombat or something. I think you're going to get more mileage out of that. But I will say it does hold up for the people that are looking for an old fighting game. So I'm going to give this an like overall recommendation of if it holds up as a a slight yes with a heavy yes for any major fighting game fan. How about you, Ryan? Close it out. Yeah, I would definitely say all that what you guys are saying, too. But it's yeah, if you're a fighting game fan, of course, you need to play this. I think if you're a fighting game fan, you need to play this game, no matter if it takes, you know, the time and effort to play it. but especially if you're a 2d fighter fan, I think this is like a must to play. And it is also a must to play. If you're a fist of the North star fan, I haven't played all the games of fist and North star, but judging from my uh, recent experience, this is the game to play. And it's just the most fun game to play, especially now where, you know, you can just jump in and play uh, with your friends or just play through the campaign of this fighting game. But this just shows how great Fist of North Star is. And, you know, Arc System Works done an amazing job at making it look and keeping it to the source material and just everything to it, you know, just as we explained in this podcast. And I just love it in that way. And it, it holds up so well, which if this was a 3D fighter, it would suck balls. <laughs> it would just be terrible, which it, it could have been. And I'm just happy that it didn't. You can see some Fist of the North Star games that has came around now that those haven't held up and they're later games. So yeah, this this game is awesome and it holds up. And I just think any fighting fan or Fist of North Star fan should uh, definitely check this out. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our discussion of the Fist of the North Star arcade fighting game from 2005. And now Ryan mentioned in his closing comments that there might be some other Fist of the North Star games that are perhaps not as good as this one. And rest assured, I uh, we will get to those at some time in the future. And uh, boy, we just can't wait <clears throat> for that. We cannot. I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Sure. So good. Just whew, boy. But uh, before we get into, you It'll know, our, our last battle, our usual spiel, um, let's let's take a moment as we usually do and uh, allow our 
our guest to uh, plug what they got. So, so Ryan, where, where can the people find you out on the internet? What is it that you do? Oh, you can find me in the wastelands of the internet as uh, Bonsai Chat is my podcast. That's Bonsai Chat. You can find me on any podcast, you know, place you find podcasts and uh, check out my YouTube on uh, Bonsai Chat. And uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well. So, um, you know, I try to do stuff, talk about video games, anime and all that good stuff. I try to hit those pressure points for all those uh, cool media things. So, mm. There you go. Pressure points. Nice one. Yeah. All right. And as far as we are concerned, if you are listening to this show, then I think that means you found us. So hello. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. And uh, if you would like to engage with the show in a couple other various and sundry ways, then we, we make that possible. And not only do we make it possible, we, we make it easy because we want to do that just for you. And we do that by providing a link tree. Just like all the other cool kids are doing these days, you can head over to Linktree slash Retro Hangover and find the buttons that will take you to anywhere you want to go, whether that is the public Discord or our YouTube channel or the Twitch streams, which Chris is going to fill you in on in just a moment, or perhaps the, the, the Patreon or, as of time of this recording, our brand new and improved merch store, Super which new. is now located uh, at TeePublic. So you can either just go there through our link tree or you can go there directly by visiting tinyurl.com slash RHP merch. That's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash RHP merch and uh, check out some of our fine designs that we have there. We're, we're pretty happy with the new the new storefront. So uh, definitely go ahead and check that out. And Chris, would you like to tell the people uh, what it is that we do on twitch.tv. Sure. So if you head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover, you can come and see us play a video game on mm. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can go over there and get all of the fantastic conversation that we have with our community that shows up there as I drunkenly rant about stupid shit. It doesn't even matter if I'm playing a game or not. I'm just going to drunkenly rant like an old man yelling at a cloud on the porch in his front lawn. It's all good. <laughs> I am here for you. You are here for us. We're having a great time enjoying old video games and sucking at them. So that's once again, twitch.tv slash retro hangover on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Shane. Fantastic. And with all of that being said. Until next time. Play with the, uh, I swear we're not going to make any more fisting jokes joysticks. We're not. <laughs> it's over. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee and Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part, no added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four-ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in headfirst with full 12-ounce bags. 
They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.